agile, pivoting, strategic. These are some of the words we hear in meetings as far as the world of business is concerned, right? Welcome to another brilliant episode of Unfiltered 101 Podcast with myself, Salafa Magwetlana, your podcast bay. <laughs> Today, I'm being joined by researcher and trend spotter, Pfizer Khan of award-winning trends analysis company, Flux Trends. She joins me for a chat on trends of yesterday that influence trends of tomorrow and the latest hot trends in consumer and retail strategic understanding and the impact of COVID-19 on those trends. Now, what do we have to wait for? Let's dive into it. Good morning and welcome to Unfiltered 101 podcast, Dimacheloni Abudi. You will laugh all the way home with personality larger than life. Bold, daring, disruptive, unconventional, without any filter on Unfiltered 101 podcast. Um, first of all, welcome to Unfiltered 101 podcast and a very huge congratulations to you and the team for having won the best business strategy consultancy at the MEA Business Awards in the UK. How do you feel about it? We feel very, very proud. Did you, uh, is that where you found out about us through the award? No, not through the award. I was watching Trending SA on ah. SABC3 and then oh, yes? Dion was there and I was like, oh my goodness, I love the things that they do. I think ah. it is quite rare that you find um, where people are so concerned about retail and consumer trends. It is just mm -hmm. about, you know, the past and the past of, oh, I want to look good. This looks good, but you do not understand the reason behind it all and the analytics yes. behind it. Yes, yes. So we're very excited about the work we do. We we look at the at the trends that are happening at the moment as signals to what the future is going to be like. So it's very exciting. And we use that information to to help individuals when we have our presentations, but also to advise companies. So if they if they know what to expect, if they have an idea of what to expect from the future, then they can plan accordingly. Amazing. So as of today, what are like the four consumer trends that we can be on the outlook for? Okay, so the one that is quite an exciting one, maybe less so for companies, <laughs> but uh, it's called vigilante consumerism. So what that means is that consumers are a lot more vocal about issues and especially more especially the the younger generations when they see something that they believe is unethical or unsustainable business practices then they speak out against it so so consumers have have the power to to make a difference and to be heard by big brands these days and then I, i'm not sure if you're aware of a few months ago in south africa we had um, a hair care brand, Tresemme, South Africa, who caused a, quite an uproar when they published racially insensitive um, hair care ad. And they got into a lot of trouble with consumers and the public. And, and as a result, they had to remove that product from their shelves. So, so that's one of the trends that we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of that happening. Um, recently, there was in the US, a brand, a fashion brand, announced that they're going to stop 
selling plus size clothing. And that got a lot of negative press uh, because it, it kind of goes against what everyone else is doing right now where ev everything is becoming a lot more inclusive. So yeah, that, yes. was, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a particularly strategic move on their part. I think when you're talking about resume, what comes to mind is that it seems as though brand strategists or marketers has become so lazy in such a way that they market their products using the, the black Twitter backlash. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if they do that intentionally because maybe it's negative press that they, they're hoping to, to bring attention to their brands. But um, most of the time, I mean, it does do that. It does bring them out into the, into the public realm. But a lot of the times it, it results in them losing sales and losing customers. Yeah. And talking about how consumers have become so opinionated and patriotic about the things that they're in love with, mm -hmm. would this fall under what we often hear as uh, that consumer trends are driven by self-protection? Yes, I think um, the younger people, I think they, they're a bit tired of uh, the older generations not looking out for the environment and, and the future because the older generation probably, generations probably feel like, well, I'm not going to be around, so <laughs> I'm not going to, to worry that much. So the younger generations are worried about what their future, what kind of world they're going to be living in and, and the world that their children are going to be living in. So there's definitely that element of self-protection that, that comes in. And it's a bit of a dangerous world that they, they find themselves in these days with, um, you know, police not being able to protect them, especially if, you, if you're non-white. So, yeah, it's... And, Political, political unrest in different parts of the world. So there's definitely an element of, of that self-protection. All right. I think some other trends that we can actually add for the consumer trends to look out for would be the home is the new hub as far as working from home is concerned and the rise of digital yes. and erosion of drugs, et cetera. Yes. Um, the new reality. Mm -hmm. A generation of change has occurred in just... A couple of months, mm -hmm. leaders need to navigate upheaval across many political, economic, and social and technological sectors, right? Yes, that's correct. Has, has this time made the trends speed up or slow down? Oh, definitely speed up. Uh, yeah, definitely. Most of the trends that we're seeing now are have been around before the pandemic and the pandemic has just fast forwarded it. And, and one of the main trends to talk about here is the, the trend to move everything online. So uh, the, the, custom, the companies that didn't have an online presence, they, they struggled in the beginning because they had to really play catch up. And the companies that were strong in that point of view, from that point of view, got uh, a, a larger part of the market share. In, in South Africa, I, I could give you an example of um, Checkers. Checkers is a, is a large national food retail brand. And just before the pandemic, um, you know, they, they didn't know that the pandemic, no, nobody knew that the pandemic was coming, but they had developed their um, delivery app 
that promises delivery in an hour. And yeah, they were perfectly poised for for people shopping online. And the other retailers were slow to to react, and they found themselves having to fast forward their um, tech strategies to to be able to cater for people, more people shopping online and not coming to their stores. So yes, and even um, in terms of other things that were sped up, the the conversation had already started about working from home and remote working. And we, we saw people that were already doing that and some companies that were already doing that. So that got a big fast forward when the pandemic came around. And people, so, you know, a large portion of the world is, well, especially when, 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 it, when we were in hard lockdown, most of, the, most of the world was, except for essential workers, were working from home. They were kind of forced to. And people are, as a result, people are a lot more comfortable with it. Companies are a lot more comfortable with it. So I think going forward, we're going to see a hybrid of working from home and going into offices. Yes. And you made mention of the transitioning from physical stores to online stores. I think this would bring me to virtual economy. I saw on your on your Instagram page that there is a hint of digital dress mm. that sells for 10,000 US dollars. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, this is so insane. <laughs> Who buys a 10K dress that you're not even going to wear? Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, so that's, that does sound insane. But there's um, a large community of particularly gamers that... Um, that care more about their their virtual life and their virtual world than than the real world. Um, in fact, the the virtual goods market uh, is valued at at around fifteen billion dollars U.S. dollars. So there are people out there that are spending money on virtual garments for their their digital avatars, and yeah, some of them some of them are in their thirties and forties, so they have money to spend. And they, they're more concerned about how they look <laughs> online than in the, in the real world. And, and besides, um, with people, you know, we're not having as many events, in-person events. People are not getting to see <laughs> what we're wearing in real life these days. But um, I, got, I got two nice case studies for you uh, on this particular trend. So in the UK, they've, um, uh, the first digital fashion degree so now you can get a master's in digital couture at a, at a university in the UK. So that's the first in the world that designers are now realizing that it's it's not a fad. It is something that, you know, they, they can make a lot of money out of and um, customers want, they want to dress up and they want to their digital, digital avatars to look good. And uh, yeah, so, and you're getting your big brands like Gucci that's doing that. So. I think that is something that we should not take for granted that the the virtual space is going to become more and more important. Yes. Um, does this mean the virtual economy will have an impact on what we are now focusing on, which is uh, the move to positive fashion that is going green? So that's an interesting question because it's, it's not as straightforward when you think about going green for for digital fashion, digital dresses. So mm -hmm. I think that there are um, elements of um, of the digital realm that 
can be can be considered to be environmentally friendly. So, for example, video calls. Um, Video calls are considered, so it's a good thing that we're in a podcast and not doing video, because video calls, for example, are considered to be very environmentally unfriendly. And also saving a lot of information on the cloud um, takes up a lot of space and is also very environmentally unfriendly. So those are elements of, of the digital world that impacts on the environment. You, you think that everything's in the cloud, that it doesn't have any consequences in the environment, but there are people out there that are working so that we get to, you know, to enjoy all our conveniences online. And it it also depletes natural resources. So there are there are environmental impacts of the, the digital world as well. All right. So before we wrap things up, what are the top three opportunities to prioritize in retail and consumer industry this So year? the one is um, home workouts. So a lot of people are exercising at home and we see that the, their brands, um, medical insurance brands that are incentivizing people to exercise at home. And then our uh, retail, uh, grocery retail company, a big one in South Africa, Pick and Pay, have started to introduce um, exercise equipment, gym equipment for the home. So I think that's a big one. Um, another one would be more people are, are focusing on direct to customer and they're removing the middlemen. So if you have a brand and you um, are selling through intermediaries, the trend is to go directly to your customer and save money through intermediaries. And, and if you have a better relationship with your customers, you understand, if you have a direct relationship with your customers, you understand them better. You can collect data, uh, you can collect data to make your business and your marketing better. So that's that's another one. And another opportunity is uh, everything is going uh, low contact. So your customers, you, you can design your experiences such that your customer doesn't have to touch anything. And um, yeah, we're seeing that at um, you know all the all the conventions and summits have gone online. And when you when you deliver something to someone, then there's an option where leave at my door. So those are kind of examples. Customers want customers are, are afraid of um, of touching things and touching things that other people touch. So I think innovations in this area are going to are going to continue. Yeah, I think um, we could also add the use of artificial intelligence yes. because you have already mentioned um, the improving of the end consumer yes. experience. In, in 2020, you released a report titled The Politics of Rage and yes. Polarization, a quest for crowds. What does this report entail? And have you started working on the one for 2021? We, we have, we, we, we constantly accumulating trends and um, yeah on a weekly daily basis so we we constantly have the research in terms of putting together that report we haven't started that yet but um, yeah so that that particular report refers to um, the the tensions the geop geopolitical tensions that are happening all around the world people are increasingly polarized people are unemployed and they or they're finding that their governments are not doing enough for them or not 
taking heed of their needs. And so there's a lot of uprising in all parts of the world. So at the moment, we, we're not such a united world from that point of view. So that's what that report um, delves into. Okay, so lastly, there is this fashion trend that people do not want to let go <laughs> of. And I want you to settle it for us. You know, there is, um, you wear a denim jacket, you have a denim <laughs> pant, you have a denim shirt, like everything is <laughs> denim. Is that okay to you? Why are we letting you go? Um, I'm wearing a denim shirt as we speak. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I've seen that trend where it's, are you talking, referring to the head to toe denim look? I think yes. um, I think that we are on our way out from that trend. I think it's always going to be something that appeals to to people, but in terms of being a major fashion trend, I think we we're seeing the end of that. Going forward. <laughs> okay, okay, that that's in, that's incredible. <laughs> Do you also happen to you know cover cyber security strategies? Cyber security strategies. Um, I think we cover we cover trends in all in all aspects aspects. So my colleague. Yeah. Okay, because I want to know what key factors to shaping what key factors yes. are important to shaping a cyber security um, strategy. I'm not sure I'll be able to help you with that. Unfortunately, my my colleague Bronwyn okay. Williams is is a person in our in our yeah. I wouldn't be able to give you a proper answer on that one, unfortunately. All right. All right, you know what, Tan? Thank you very much oh. for having joined me. We had such a beautiful conversation. And I feel like it was so short, but we covered almost yes. everything that I had planned for us to converse oh, thank about. Thank you very today. much for having me. I really enjoyed our chat. Thank you so much. You were an absolute pleasure oh, to work much. with. Bye. Bye. And that's how we wrap up today's conversation with Twaiza Khan on consumer and retailer trends, right? Thank you very much for having listened to the episode throughout its entirety, right? And I am very, very grateful that you have always been so consistent in supporting me. I may go a while for some time and then when I come back, you are still there supporting me from the very first episode where I was not even sure what I was doing, still trying to get my feet, you know. But here we are, and we are doing quite well. And for that, I want to show you my appreciation of how much I really love you in as much as you love me. And because of that, I'm going to play you Yolanda with Utando Lwame. That is the best way I can show my love for you. Thank you so much for having joined me. And I see you in the next episode, right? Ndiabulela betuna. Kamako.
Oh, oh. 